0: you are listening to the Church Planners Experience podcast. Join planners Cody Bren and Ashley Jennings as they share their journey planting Village Church in Red Rock, Arizona. Each episode will chronicle their day-to-day experiences as new church planners. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Church Planner Experience. This week we're going to be talking about our call and how that worked in our lives and how we identified that and how we fleshed it out. So, Ashley, (laughs) just starting right off the bat here, how did you identify that a new chapter in your call was beginning?
1: Well, as I said in the first episode, the last one was um, that God had been asking us to be open to whatever he had. And so I have to say, but first, before we even get into that, just stress that again, how important that was for us is to have a surrendered heart, hundred percent surrendered. And so that took us a while. Um, And then sort of, as we began to surrender these things, God would reveal more and more about what he had for us. And so the first thing for us that um, I sort of noticed was, an unrest in my current ministry position. And I have to say to a caveat on that is um, that does not mean you're upset with the leadership or you're bitter or you had a falling out with somebody. Um, I really believe that, that yeah, God can redeem things and move people out. But I had been praying for that transition the entire time I was there that God would have his hand on it. And So just because there was an unrest didn't mean that there was um, this sort of conflict with, you know, leadership or a bitterness in my heart. I should conflict in my heart, um, I should say. Uh, So for me, it sort of started with just daydreaming about uh, something else. It was. And, you know, it it came with other leaders sort of affirming that too in me. There were other people that said, you know, you could do, you could do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I had mentioned, you know, I had some job offers and things in that time that I think God was using to open my eyes to, I have more for you. I have something bigger for you. And uh, that really intrigued me. And I would find myself sort of daydreaming about what that could be, uh, you know, whether it was church planting. And at the time. Uh, That was really scary to me. Now looking back, I think, gosh, being in established church would be really scary to me. But at the time it was church planting was, you know, so unknown and so hard. Um, But yeah, I just, I think God was beginning to open my eyes to, he had something more for me. Uh, That was the first kind of part. And so with that came, you know, if I describe that tension or that unrest came sort of this feeling that, uh, That I was released from the place that I was at. And the only way I can describe that is my mind and my heart were now in no longer present in that, or I could feel my mind and my heart sort of moving out um, of the passion that I had once for this ministry. And I want to say too, with that, you have to be careful with everything that you don't just say like, Oh, you feel burned out because you've had terrible self care. So step out and do something new. It was more, God was redirecting that passion. Um, And like I said, you have to. And of course, everything has a caveat because you have to be open. You have to be surrendered. You have to make sure your heart is right, that your sin is dealt with, um, that you've repented before the Lord for those things. Like you have to have a pure heart. And so that there was a struggle in that for me personally. You know, am I in the right place? And I got to make sure I am in it um, because a pure heart is the key to really truly understanding that. And I think maintaining healthy relationship uh, with the organization you're working for in the meantime of that transition. So for me, that's, that's how it began for me, the process. What about you?
0: Yeah. um, For me, um, it was just that unrest for me um, knowing, okay, I'm not feeling the same way I have been about my ministry You know, I, again, the daydreaming I resonate with, you know, I was reading, especially with the church planning thing, it started, I read a book on church planning and, you know, my mind was kind of opened up to it. And I didn't immediately think like, I'm going to go plan a church right now. It was just for the first time I had considered like, oh, wow, like maybe I'll, like, that sounds kind of like a neat, neat idea. And then slowly over time, you know, that unrest kept getting larger and larger in me and I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. Like church planning was just kind of like a pipe dream honestly. I didn't think like you know when I would talk to Ashley about it and say like hey we should meet about this. I I really thought it was a long shot. And so I had all these options kept open. You know, I mentioned uh, in the last podcast we that I was in a band and so Um, we had some minor success in that. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, okay, God, do you want me to put more towards that? Or, you know, we were from North Dakota and there were churches up there that I came from and that I loved. And, you know, does it mean that you want me to go back there and go with our families, you know, and that sort of thing? Or is there, you know, should I leave ministry altogether? I really had no idea what it meant, you know, at the time. I just knew that there was a big change in my heart and and my satisfaction level, I guess, as to what I was doing, not mm-hmm. with the ministry because I knew the ministry I was involved with was fine. It was strong. It was always going to be there. But it was really my own um, level of um, my satisfaction with how I was dealing with the ministry mm. too. Um, even though I was growing as a leader, I was um, part of um, – uh, emerging leader network that our denomination had, Ashley and I were part of that, and you know still like being really pushed into that leadership and developing that leadership, but there was there was always mm-hmm. that dissatisfaction of what I was doing, and man god, I feel like I feel like you want me to do something else, but I have no idea what that is, mm-hmm. and so I spent a year and a half there, yeah, at least of just thinking man, I have no idea what's going on. But I would talk to my pastor about it and I would say, I feel released. And I remember he even like said, I don't know that you're released. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, like what does that mean, you know? But that's a huge part of this too is that – Knowing that you're called out, I had to flesh that out with other people, you know, so I met with my pastor, I talked to my parents about it, I talked to my wife's parents about it, because they were in ministry, you know, I talked to other pastors about it, I had a great opportunity where... um, I was able to meet with um, four um, older uh, pastors, some of them had been retired, and just talk to them and ask them some of these questions and have them affirm in me, like, the fact that you're asking some of these questions yeah. and the way your heart is towards it kind of tells you that something else is coming, that you are being called out of that. And, um, yeah, that was a huge thing for me is just talking to those other people, you know, and, and yeah. getting that, that wise counsel you know, from people with experience in in that area.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's really key too, because it's not just tension. I mean, it started there, uh, but very shortly after that, it was like God started opening doors to have right. conversation with people, and opening doors too for uh, seasoned pastors, like Cody said, to come in and sort of affirm uh, the things that we were feeling, and also affirm our gifting and our calling. You know, in a way that we needed to hear exactly in that moment. Not that it hadn't ever been affirmed, but it was just the way our, the place. That God had brought brought us to and the way our hearts were soft for him, coupled with uh, the work that, you know, God had been doing on the outside, even with different job offers and things sort of to ask us, you know, really, would you would you do this? Would you do anything for me? Combined that with, you know, other people that we respected that had been mentoring us at the perfect right time. You know, it was just so God ordained. Yes. Um, to come in and say, you know, Hey, why don't you get assessed as church planters? If that's something that has even crossed your mind, there's no harm in getting an assessment. Right. Um, and so we did those things and resourcing us and, you know, continue to hold us accountable to those things and ask us, you know, how are you feeling about that? What have you been praying about what has God been showing you and help us sort of direct our thoughts, um, you know, to the place that God was already moving them, you yep. know, came alongside and partnered with us. So that was so key having people speak in to it, really important.
0: Yeah, Uh, and it's important, like, just because there's... It's hard because all of these things, like, if it was just one of these things... It wouldn't mean that I'm called to something else, you know, like just because like I had an opportunity to do something else or I, somebody called me and said, Hey, what do you think about doing this? That in and of itself wouldn't mean that I should leave my ministry and go do something else. And just because I was a little dissatisfied in my ministry does not mean that I'm called away, Mm -hmm. but it's the culmination of so many things where it's just like God gives you more and more evidence and prepares your heart more and more for a change that he's bringing you into a season of change. And so... Once you identified that, Ashley, like, what did you start doing for yourself? Like, did you prepare? Like, okay, God, I feel like a change is coming, so I'm going to do this. You know, what, what was that process like?
1: Um, well, I think practically speaking, and then I'll, maybe I'll go personally speaking. So practically speaking, or outside myself, I let my senior pastor know. Um, I'm feeling this way. And we talked about that in the last episode, just how important that is to keep the communication line open um, and to not sort of do these things in secret or whatever. One, you'll just feel better about it. You'll feel like you have someone to process with. or And if it's not your senior pastor, somebody, somebody that can mentor you into it. Um, for me, it was my senior pastor. So one, letting him know, um, which coincidentally, as it turned out, our church, you know, I'd been saving to plant a church and it ended up being this, you know, even though we thought it would take longer than it did, but amazing that God had already been moving in that way. So a lot of times God, you know, has already prepped you for that transition. Um, So letting him know was really important. I'd say personally um, letting God do the work in me was really important. Meaning I had to surrender to a whole nother level and, Not even just like, God, i do anything for you, but actually taking the time. There's a verse in Psalms that says, make vows to the Lord and fulfill them. And I had to do that spiritually. I had to even write things down. I have journals of just saying, Lord, I vow to give myself to you this way. And I vow to, you know, step out onto the water if you call me, um, you know, figuratively speaking, what, you know, just getting myself to that point where I was not only waiting for God to ask me, but I was sort of asking God to ask me like. OK, you've told me to be open. and Now I'm really open. So ask me, ask me anything and I will do it. And I made that a daily practice. Um, and that combined with, you know, for us, uh, it ended up being moving to Arizona was our our call that combined with, you know, the funny ways that God moves. You know, I'm not really a huge signsy person, meaning like, Oh Lord, show me a sign. Sometimes I actually shy away from that, but God, uh, there were no shortage of signs that God was pointing us to Arizona. You know, um, we had had a, a potential job offer to work at a established church to take over an established church here. And, uh, it was just funny when we started praying about that, the random things, I mean, I started making lists on my phone, um, of everyday things that, pops up about Arizona. Everybody, you know, in Sacramento suddenly was from Arizona. Um, there were Arizona license plates. And, you know, uh, I had a client check get lost one time and they said, oh, we're going to reroute it from Arizona for you. And, you know, it was just was every single day, which sounds like crazy talk if you're not part of it. But it was coupled with all of that. Just having open eyes to see what is God doing? What is he doing? And what is he keeping my attention on? Um, was really important. And for us, that was, you know, anything on the topic of Arizona, it could be something different for other people. But for us, it was just making sure we have surrendered hearts and open eyes to see what is God keeping our attention on over and over. What's a theme in our lives?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, um, the the personal preparation at after the point where, you know, talking with my wife especially and getting to the point where we both felt like our chapter in – our church and in our city even possibly was coming to a close, we talked about, okay, what do we want to do to get ready for whatever God has next? Because we had no idea what was next. So, you know, I looked at all the areas I was involved with. I was – I had a secular job, you know, um, at a kitchen and bath remodeling company that – You know, it was a good job. Like they took care of me well and they liked me. And and I had my church position where I um, oversaw several different areas. And then I had this band I was involved with where we had, you know, like I said, some minor success. And so what I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to finish strong regardless. So even if like God was calling me to Mm. be full time at – my kitchen and bath remodeling job, or if he was calling me to be f- a different position at the church or the band thing was going to take off or something, I knew I wanted to finish strong in everything. So I made sure that I was doing my best in every one of those areas. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, pick it up a little bit. Like I want to learn better. I want to train more. I want to do whatever it's going to take, you know? So I started internship processes for um, for my church positions, you know? Because regardless, even if I stayed there, that's not a bad thing. It's something that every leader should be doing anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So I really started incorporating all the things that I knew I should be doing, you know? And then, um, my wife and I, we went to counseling, um, not marriage counseling, but just individual counseling because I, again, I knew that whatever God was calling me to, I wanted to be the best version of me I had ever been. I wanted to get all the stuff out that I had never properly, um, been able to deal with. You know, everybody's got junk. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's got pasts that they maybe haven't dealt with properly or whatever and so that's what I did you know we went and for six months we went to counseling and and it was great Mm -hmm. you know and even if God had told us to stay there and not do anything like great my Mm -hmm. life had changed for the better you know because that spurred me on towards that so so regardless of um, what happened we knew that we wanted to be in the best place we had ever been you know so that when the call came up and when, you know, Ashley went to Arizona and, um, you know, you, well, tell us a little bit about that yeah. first. Like,
1: yeah. So um, a, about a year actually after we sort of began this conversation with God and felt this release from ministry, things sort of came to a head where we were 90% sure. I remember using that statistic, 90% sure that God at the very least was keeping our attention on the state of Arizona. Now, that's so broad. I mean, the state of Arizona, That what is that even, you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but we, we talked. And, and I got to say,
0: like, as soon as, as, and we were meeting during this time, and as soon as Ashley said that the first time, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not putting a church together because <laughs> right. there's no way I'm moving to Arizona. Good luck with that. Yeah. Like, I guess this is where we part ways. Like,
1: never say never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we told uh, our district, basically district superintendent at the time, and uh what God was doing. And we said, are we crazy? You know, we're seeing Arizona, this and Arizona, that, and he had been, you know, an integral part of our journey up until that point. So he knew a lot about what we were going through and, um, where our hearts were at. And he said, well, at the very least, why don't we send you to Arizona and you can just go there for a week and sort of just be open and see what God does. And so, uh, we did. So a couple of weeks later we got on the plane and Matt and I, without our kids came and we had a, um, a family, a couple pastors in from Sedona pick us up at the airport and for a week drove us around the state of Arizona just to see what, uh, what God might say. And so the first place we came off of the airplane was Red Rock, Arizona. And a little bit about Red Rock, where we are now, end of the story, uh, you get to the end now. Um, it is a bedroom community just sort of booming out here in the middle of nowhere. We're about 30 miles from a grocery store, from a city, from a gas station, and uh, it's a place that people basically live because they commute either to Phoenix or Tucson. So we're about an hour from Phoenix, about 30 minutes from Tucson. So really quite literally in the middle of nowhere. So imagine us, you know, all stressed out, getting off the plane, you know, Lord be, we're open, we're open, you know, show us. And then we drive in, you know, we pull into the middle of nowhere and it smelled like cow poop. There was (laughs) a scent in the air and, uh, it was, uh, really shocking. Actually, I was actually pretty anxious that day. And we were in the um, model home office at one point and on the door, uh, it's etched into the door it says life beyond measure. And I said, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Cause that's such a biblical thing, you know, ab- abundant life. And Matt said, you know, Ash last night, I had a dream that you pointed at that door and you said, "Look, this we we were here in, in my dream, and I think that that means something." And I was like, "Well, I didn't have that dream." So onward, and so um, we continued to drive the state. And one of the places that we were going to stop was Scottsdale uh, because there was a potential leadership position there um, at an established church. And we pulled into the parking lot, and instantly Matt and I knew this is not this is not it. And for no reason other than we just had that in our spirit. We just knew that this was not the right thing. And it was so funny pulling out of that parking lot. All of a sudden we knew if it's not going to be Scottsdale at established church, then it's definitely church planting. And so as soon as that was off the table, all of a sudden this vision for church planting just flooded. It was almost like a dam had been up and it got let down. And uh, that makes sense because I think it needed to be that way so that we would get ourselves to Arizona. (laughs) Like God was like, we're going to keep that up until you actually land there. And then I'm going to let it down and let this vision flood. And so uh, we spent the rest of the week driving the entire state. No shortage of places. I mean, we've talked to uh, lots of people. And, you know, one thing I've heard is that there's not really you there's a need for new churches everywhere. There's always a need for new churches. But really what Cody and I had discussed uh, before even knowing anything about Arizona was we'd like to plant a church where there is a need, an actual need, meaning uh, there's not churches there. Uh, and that's really hard to find in in America, period, because, you know, there's churches on every corner in most cities. And so uh, we drove the state and uh, it was funny, no shortage of places that we could plant But the longer we drove, the more that Red Rock sank into my heart. Um, And I think because it was so the vision that God had already given us for a church, where a place there were no churches with young families, and that's basically Red Rock. There are no churches. There's a ton of young families here, tons of kids. That's the only thing they have in the city is an elementary school, period. That's what they have. And it's, you know, got 400 kids in it. And so... um, as we drove the last day, we were supposed to have a vacation day in Sedona and I'm still sad. I hope we can go back up and visit. But as we drove, uh, Matt and I just knew we got to get back down to Red Rock. So we left our host family very rudely, rented a car and headed back down and uh, we pulled off the freeway and we just knew this is exactly it was just like the, the end of the journey for us was this is absolutely what God has for us. We had to get there twice, but it was absolutely the, the, the place that he was calling us to.
0: And I think a key thing there is that you gave God the opportunity to speak to you because Mm. you looked at opportunities. Yeah. You know, you didn't just sit at your church position and go... Well, God, I feel like I'm not supposed to do this anymore. It's up to you to open right. a door for me. Right. You know, you 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 were looking, you were active in pursuing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe that you're calling me out of here. I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. I'm going to start actively pursuing and actively looking and giving you an opportunity to speak to me directly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's how God operates. That's how he wants us to operate relationship with him, whether we're pastors or church planters, um, just Christians in general. He wants us to be people that say, you know, like Peter said, if it's you, tell me to come out to you on the water. You know, that was Peter's idea.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. funny,
1: but where Peter was at and where, where Christ, had, you know, he had been in this process with Christ that made sense at the time. That doesn't make sense yeah. to anybody else. Cause who can w- really walk on water? But it was this sort of, you know, active pursuit of Christ. If that's really you tell me to come out to you. Like I, yeah. it's almost a dare, um, but not, but, but humbly you know, like yeah. because you're God, you can do this. Yep. Um, and so that, that was really our posture in all of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And, and for us, uh, in that same process, you know, um, so I had opportunities as well come up, you know, there was, um, uh, I interviewed at a church that I had come from. I, um, was offered a church restart, um, to be a part of. And, um, Again, like I was open to all those things. You know, my name was out there, you know, for the – I I told um, our district superintendent at the time, I told him like, hey, I think I'm ready. I think God's calling me to do something. I don't know what that is, but let me officially put my name out there and if something comes up, let me know about it. You know, so – that was that actively pursuing yeah. and saying, okay, yeah. God, like I had no idea what that was going to mean because at that time I had already assumed that the, the church plant thing wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had written that off as, okay, that's not going to happen. That's fine. No big deal.
1: Ashley's going to Arizona. Yeah, Ashley's going to Arizona.
0: <laughs> well, and and at the time you thought you weren't going to church plant.
1: Yeah. You figured that meant yeah. Right.
0: You really figured mm-hmm. that because you had been offered that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, there's obviously not a place for me there and, you know, I'm not getting that offer. So like – you know, it was it was hard for me to hear that because mm-hmm. like I had these hopes of like, oh, I'm going to get to work with Ashley. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like how God worked mm-hmm. all that, you know, because there was a story building there, right. you know, like we had worked together for five years or just, you know, done a little bit of ministry yeah. here and there and talked to each other about this for so long. And, and for that not to have been where God took it was a little bit of a bummer to me. Disappointing you know, for, it's both. Like, for both,
1: for both. Yeah. It was a
0: neat story. And OK, well, I guess good luck, you know, like mm-hmm. someday maybe we'll get to work together, all that. But. But so how it all happened is we knew that Ashley was going – my wife and I, we knew that Matt and Ashley were going to Arizona to check things out, right? And so, again, we were thinking, like, well, just give me a report of how it goes when you come back. And I I had already told her, like, I just want you to know, like, I'm not going to be bitter about this. Like, I don't feel bad. Like, I'm not going to hold it against you. I just need you to know that, you know. I needed to hear
1: that. Because
0: it was was hard for me to, like – it was like – I was bummed. Like, I was, you know – because not only the fact that I wasn't going to get to work with Ashley, but it was like a reset of like, so now what, God? Mm-hmm. Like I have to go through this whole process of, getting of of like now what do you want me to do? I've I've been – I had grown so tired of waiting, you know. Mm. But um, so she goes. She comes back. We meet shortly after you got back. I think just a couple of days after you got back, we had a meeting and, and Ashley asks. Yeah. You know, I can't remember what exactly you I said. I think but, I
1: said I'm – I want you to know I was driving around Red Rock, the whole mile of it, and I could just see, you know, Cody could be used here and Cody could be used there and we could do this thing that we've written down there. Um, And I remember saying, I don't want to say like God told me you're supposed to be there, (laughs) but I'm about to say God told me you're (laughs) supposed to be there. Like I don't want to overset my boundaries, but it's that close to a feeling that I need to ask you um, that you that at the very least to just say, like, what do you think you want to go with me and. I remember you saying, well, I need you to ask me. You, like, said those words. Like, yeah, I'm I am not going to go unless you ask me. And I was like, well, this is me yeah. asking yeah. Uh, you.
0: Because I was very adamant about, um, and I had told Ashley this, like, you had asked me, like, can you pray about Arizona? And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe my theology is wrong about it. But, like... The way I view my full surrender to God is I'm not going to put stipulations on it and I'm not going to tell him, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to pray that you will do this so that this will happen. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to pray God's will no matter what. And so that was my continual prayer. Like, God, I want to keep my eyes open, but I want what you want for me. And so I don't even want to like broach Mm -hmm. an option and like say like, I'd really like this. You know, could you make this happen? Like, I never went there because I was, you know, I was Mm -hmm. just too afraid about it. Like I was going to I was going to force his hand. Yeah. You know, like I didn't want to I didn't want to sway anything that he was doing. I just purely wanted what he wanted, you know. So um, that's why I told you, like, you're going to have to ask me, Mm -hmm. like, because I can't just like jump in this and say, okay, sure, let's try this. It's good. I have to hear that from you. And so so when I heard that, it was like, okay. Um all for me I'm a analytical type. So like I like plans and I like organization and I like systems and everything. So I had all these parameters set. For if I'm going to plan a church, it has to be in a place that has no church. It has to be in a community that's ready for a church, that's hungry for a church. Um, um I have to be part of a team because I don't really want to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I had all these things set, but I never had a location like Arizona or California or anything set. So when she asked me, it was like, check, 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 check Mm -hmm. in my head, like, okay, like that fits all the things that I felt I was really called to do. Mm -hmm. So when I went home, I told Ashley, like, okay, well, obviously, I need to talk to Jess about this and I'll get back to you, you know and i don't know what my attitude was at the time was it like did i give you hope that i was going to say yes or was it just
1: i don't do you know remember? like
0: cuz i felt very like at the time i was still very cautious like yeah, I, I don't would think say i cautious. can tell That's you word. i can't tell you one way or the other right now i don't even want to tell you that i'm leaning one way cuz i didn't want to get anything yeah. you know any hopes up in me either you mm-hmm. know So I went home and I talked to my wife and um, a half hour later, we called Ashley and said, we're in. (laughs) That's (laughs) literally 30 minutes. It's like,
1: we're in. Oh, okay. I guess we're all moving to Arizona now. Awesome.
0: But that's a huge part of like preparing yourself. When you know you're called, you prepare yourself so that when the right option comes up and you can feel it like, okay, God, this... I have peace about this for the first time because when the other options for me came up, when I was offered the other stuff, I had no peace about it. Mm -hmm. And I knew right away, okay, I don't think this is what God wants for me.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. You
0: know, it's, it would have been a neat opportunity, nothing against those things. And one of them was even more security, I think, than, than out here, you know. Um, But you know what, that's not what it's about. And I had to have that peace, that instant peace. And so, because, like of our history and the background that um, Ashley and I had, it was an easy yes to say, mm-hmm. honestly, when it came up. And, and that's when I knew, you know, it's just like, okay, I need've I've heard <laughs> I've heard the ask mm-hmm. from Ashley. It fits all those parameters that my vision for whatever God wants me to do next, um, especially if it's a church plant, like all that gets checked off, and so it was very easy for my wife and I to say, "Yeah, we're in."
1: Yeah. You know, the yes was quick. It was. it was. It was really
0: quick. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like it's it's how you prep yourself so that when the time comes and when the opportunity arises you're ready.
1: Yeah, the yes should is sort of the icing on the cake yeah. to a whole journey with the Lord.
0: Yeah. So this uh week we just wanted to talk about or I don't know how long this is going to be if it's if we're going to post this weekly or what. Right. But uh, anyway, um <laughs> This uh, podcast, we just really wanted to tell you about the journey of of how we um, got called yeah. and how we discovered that call specifically and what life was like during that time. It was, you know, a lot of ups and downs and, and it was yeah. an interesting period of time, you know, just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. And um, next week or, you know, the next podcast, we want to talk to you about what happened after that. Yeah, and just,
1: all the cool God stuff. Yeah, once we good. said
0: yes— then transition started. Then it was like, okay, now what? Yeah. Now we know we're moving to Arizona and starting a church, but like.
1: And how does that even work? What does that <laughs> look
0: like? How does that work? Everything. So yeah. that's going to be the next time. Um, so again, hopefully you're getting something out of this. Hopefully, yeah. like, <laughs> if you're <laughs> and if in not, this place. We can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully, if not, like, uh, I mean, if you. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in this process, that we can give you some hope or something from this. But, yeah. but um, that's it for this time. Thanks so much for listening, Thanks, guys. guys. And we will be back. All right. Bye.
1: Bye.